0: Right are we all set for Roscoe's top five this week?
1: We are set, mate, thanks to Flynn's Landscaping uh, in Wangaratta. Contact Shane for all your landscaping needs. This week's uh, top five fix, um, and we really... You, listeners may notice that we're heavily uh, back into the footy. The, the cricket has finished uh, hours ago, um, yep. and we're headlong into the footy, mate. They've started time trials again today, and we're just ripping right into it, so... There's a bit of a theme there today. Um, this week's top five is top five young players in the AFL to watch in 2018. So these have got a bit of a bullet to their name.
0: Is there a criteria that you've gone with here?
1: There is a bit of a criteria, mate. So they had to have played before. Okay. So they they had to have um, they had to have played at least one full or one season. Um, and they also have to be under the age of 22. Right. Okay. So, yep. actually, 21, these guys. So it should just about fit that criteria. <laughs> that's good enough. Anyway, that's what we're going to roll with. And I like the cut of their jib. That's probably the biggest yep. thing. So, number five <clears throat> from the Kangas, Jai Simkin. Yep. Now, this kid, uh, he's had a little bit of a interrupted start to his AFL career with injury. But if he can get a run at it, you just hold on to your hat. He will absolutely rock your socks off. He is unbelievable. He's got the the step from heaven. Um, he will make some blokes look silly, kick some freakish goals, and um, he is a superstar in the making, Joyce Himpkin.
0: Yeah, it'd be good to see him string together a full, you know, twenty odd games this year and and get some continuity in his footy too, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, mate. He's he's a star, and that's going to be his big thing. Just to get that body right. For, uh, for a full season of AFL footy. Number four, I think you're going to like this one, Fix. He's one of my favourites, um, Clayton Oliver. Yep, underrated. Oh,
0: well, I shouldn't say underrated, but I think non-Melbourne supporters, that, um, I obviously watch him very closely, but yep. you go to the footy with non-Melbourne supporters and I say, just have a look at this bloke, and they watch him extract the ball, and um, they walk away thinking, shit, I didn't actually realise how good he is around yeah. the
1: stoppages. His hands are absolutely elite. Um, he's a good kick, Clary. He's a, he's a good kick of the footy. What I'm interested to see this season, um, how he expands his game. I'd like to see him probably jag a few goals, which he's capable of. He's a goal kicker. Um, yep. But he's, he's capable of kicking two or three a game. So, yeah. um, you know, a star already, effectively. But um, you watch his, um, his rating rise this year. I reckon he's one to watch. Yep. Um, number three, Andrew McGrath from Essendon. Yeah, yep. Star, absolute star. Looks so like he playing the
0: midfield this year. Oh, or more a seventy thirty I defender, think, forward, uh, defender midfield.
1: Yeah, I think they'll dip his toe in the water, mate. I reckon they'll give yep. him a bit of a look in and um, get him to break a few lines because he's super quick. Um, but he's so valuable coming out of. Um, half back and, and, you know, even the decisions he makes deep in deep in defence are outstanding. And I've never seen a guy come into the gold. When I say never seen, I probably have, but he's as good as you've seen in their first year of footy um, as a decision maker. He's just outstanding. So Yeah, without
0: that man-child body, generally you yeah. see those ones that come in and have an impact. Um, you know, that Sam Pepper Powell, Ollie yep. Wines type body. Yeah. Uh, he's only a little fella, but yeah, he's... He just knows what to do when he's got ball
1: in hand, doesn't he? Just got some real good footy IQ and I'm, I'm still, it's probably still embedded in my brain uh, when the Bushies played in the Grand Final against Sandringham, and he had 37 coming off half-back, so that's probably fr- reasonably fresh in my mind still. Pushed, pushed him up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two is a guy we've mentioned already, Charlie Curnow from Carlton. Um, he, uh, he could be anything, this bloke. Could be, well, he, he could be a Brownlow Metrist or he could be who knows? You know, who knows where he's going to end up. He could be a Coleman medalist. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's got that ability, so uh, he's certainly one to watch. Um, yeah. Number one, and you're going to like this one as well, Christian Petrarca.
0: Ooh, that's interesting because I didn't know whether I was going to be biased. I'd have him in my... In He fits the criteria. Um, <laughs> I didn't know whether you'd have him in there. I was hoping you would. I, I'm surprised that he's at number nah. one, but I'm
1: happy with that. Again, I've... I, I've got a bit of a theory on guys who, and I've seen, I saw all of these guys at under eighteen level, but once the football world gets a look at Christian Petrarca in the middle on a consistent basis, and, and he may not have that tank to do it consistently um, for a full game, but his some of his stoppage work is uh, breathtaking. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's my theory that um, what they've displayed at under eighteen level. Give you a bit of an insight as to how they, if with the right development, they could end up um, at senior AFL level. I think that is it Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think that could be how they grow. Um, you know, at the at the next elite level.
0: I think um, they, there's a lot of undue pressure put on uh, some young players coming into the comp that they have to be a 30 touch player. Yeah. I think he. I've seen him win probably or have impacts on, directly impact on two or three games this year off his own boot, basically. Yep. Um, where he's not a big, you know, he's probably only a handful of times would have had over 20 touches. But, you know, you win three games for a bloke with under 30 games, a couple of years in the system. Um, yep. His talent is well and truly untapped at the
1: moment. And, you know, we mentioned um, Clayton Oliver at a stoppage um, quite a lot of his work, he's, he's bustling, um, getting the hands out. petraka has got a similar ability at a stoppage, only he's got that takeaway ability and he can just, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit hard to explain, but some of the highlights I used to see of him is just, it would blow your mind. Um, he's a man. He loves he, being the man too. Yeah, That's what does, I love about him. Which is he's another reason why I reckon he could just, just sneak in there. Yeah. Um, so that's the top five, mate. I, I think it's worth throwing in a couple of uh, blokes who are stiff. I, I really rate Ryan Burton from Hawthorne. I reckon he's a yeah. star. Very composed. Yeah, just a really, really good AFL footballer. And yeah. um, there's a kid at Gold Coast by the name of Ben Ainsworth who um, yeah. is going to be a very good player, I reckon. Um, he's got his work cut out for him in the sense that he's at the Gold Coast. But um, if you can get a good run at it, get a little bit of ball. I'm not sure he might be... He's going to be more of a forward than he is a midfielder. He will we'll get a, a bit of a run through there, but um, he'll, he'll be a really good player for many years, I reckon, Ben Ainsworth.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's good this the start of the year when you've you got, not expectations, but you've got excitement. with the foot. Every club's got, you know, as you mentioned, there's two Melbourne players in that, which I'm excited about, but every club's got someone... You know, they're just really looking forward to watching how they play, and that anticipation at the start of the year, and the bit of a buzz around your footy club. Everyone's on zero wins, zero losses, um, which changes pretty quick. But I think (laughs) the young talent around at the moment—it just seems not young key forwards. Every club's got a gun young key forward. And
1: well, I was tempted to Tom in terms of that. I was tempted to almost slide um, Hipwood into there because some of the things he did last year were. Quite unbelievable. Um, yep. So he was one that could have even snuck in there. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I always put um, Pally in, but I thought, uh oh, maybe he might be just. He's like, he seems like a ten-year veteran. This is, yeah. a, This is going to be his fifth year of footy.
0: He's a turner gamer already. That's <laughs> why. That's why you sort of think of him, isn't it? Oh
1: god, he's just unbelievable. So that's that's this week's um, Flings Landscaping top five, mate.
0: Beautiful. Well done again. I don't think you'll get too much uh, heat on that subject.
1: No, no more Anthony Mundini-ish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you didn't, which leads us into my little segment, which is Fixer Remembers, um, which, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're negotiating pretty closely. To, we've sort of got a deal done. We just need a, um, a couple of things to get sorted, but it's all agreed to in principle. So we'll hopefully announce that next week's show, if all goes to plan. beautiful. Um, now... This might seem like a bit of a uh, drinking my own bathwater head wobble type setup but it's well, not mate, it's meant it's
1: a show so we can do whatever the fuck we want <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah I agree with that that's probably <laughs> fair enough but this one revolves around actually one of your boyhood idols actually Ooh. um for those of you that don't know I'll just fill you in briefly I spent some time at the Western Bulldogs uh, when I was a younger bloke and uh Lucky enough to play in a practice match. I oh, played in a few, but there's a practice match at Waverley one year, Oscar, where we had uh, Bulldogs membership day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, which for some reason was out at Waverly. I don't know exactly.
1: There's um, absolutely no link to Waverley in the Bulldogs. No there. no,
0: there isn't, except for this story. But um, <laughs> I was lucky enough from memory. Remember uh, Sean Baxter? Yeah. Uh, they had the cancer issue yep, there.
1: Yep, absolutely. He
0: missed a year, and the year I was there, he come back. Okay. And played. That was his first game back, and I was lucky enough to play on him that day.
1: Oh, right. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know, out of the 60 odd inside 50s, probably 40 of them went to him <laughs> just, to, just to make him feel good. He kicked five on me and uh, ended my potential <laughs> AFL career and reignited <laughs> his. <laughs> But I digress. Um, uh, so anyway, the uh, the interesting, or not the the, the memories. We uh, finished the game and had a shower, and uh, for some reason, um, I walked out of the ground with Chris Grant. Uh, You're obviously uh, a big fan. great great man, Chris yep. Grant. So anyway, we walked out and um, walked out of the side entrance, ready to to uh, partake in membership day and all the all the stuff that went with that. And uh, we walked out one of the side doors there at Waverley and this little kid spotted us and came up before anyone else. And um, his old man was sort of, you know, probably 10 metres away and pointed to Chris Grant, you know, over you go. He brought over this brand new uh, Footscray jumper, the the big number three on the back. Yeah. He was pumped, this kid. And uh, anyway, so he's brought it over and, giving it to Chris Grant to sign. And I was sort of standing there. I was talking to him as we were walking out. And uh, he signed his Chris Grant right in the middle of the number three. Brilliant. (laughs) This little kid, he must have been, he's probably five, I reckon. Yep. Turns to me with the black texter, (laughs) can you sign this, please? (laughs) (laughs) I said politely, I don't think so, mate. It's... (laughs) uh, you know, you've got the you've got the the signature on the back.
1: You've broken the kid's heart, mate.
0: Now well, then, uh, Granny turned to me and said, "Just sign it." And I said, "I can't fucking sign it. You've just signed your your <laughs> number. I haven't even got a number at this stage. I haven't <laughs> got anything. I haven't even got a contract." And he goes, "Just fucking sign it." And I was like, oh, "Righty so I get the black texter and go to look right down the bottom of the jumper." Like in the bottom right, sort of a, a lower kidney sort of area on the jumper. Yeah. And the kid's like, no, 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 I want you to sign it
1: here. <laughs> Pointed
0: onto the number three. Oh. Randy had just signed it.
1: What a privilege. So
0: I signed it. I signed it <laughs> right under on the actual number three on the back of the jumper. Oh. And I always wondered to this day, that kid, I saw him walk back to his dad with the jumper.
1: Yeah.
0: And I made a beeline to the busiest area I could find. And disappeared into the ethos, basically never to be seen again. And i always to this day wondered whether that what A A what was said to his old man and the discussion they had regarding who's this numpty that signed basically like a Chris Grant jumper. Chris <laughs> Grant signed it and then this scroll underneath. And I've always wondered if I could ever if that kid's out there somewhere, if I could ever just catch up with him and just and see what he was thinking. <laughs> Getting that jumper basically defaced from me.
1: And I, well, I'm tipping. He got home, and his mum said, "Son, who who's this guy next to Chris?" Yeah. He, he put. He said, "Well, mum, I don't know who he is, but he was walking next to Chris Grant, so that's good enough for me." <laughs> Les
0: Les Bamblett. <laughs> uh, Phil Cracker. That's. I was actually in reasonably good nick at that stage, though. So. But I've always I've always wondered what uh, what that kid. The, the discussion that he had with his old man when he realised that that jumper had been totally devalued.
1: Who was that guy, Dad? <laughs> <What> <laughs> his old man. Gonna...
0: I don't know. The jumper's probably framed on a wall. That's what <laughs> I want to know. Like,
1: <laughs> oh. it's are all,
0: all done, and then it's got the scribble underneath.
1: If you're the so, kid, if you're the kid out there, yeah. please write into us.
0: Yes, please, please write into us. Now, which led me to the the question for you of, of what was the most unusual requests uh, you ever had from a supporter or or basically the club to do in that in that regard? Well,
1: well, I've got a bit of a different angle. Fix. We used to um, back when I was playing towards the latter part of my career, we had a bit of a, a fine system in place where or it wasn't sort of a fine, but you'd spin the wheel, which a lot of clubs do now, and it was sort of um, the fashionable thing to do back then. So what happened, there were various indiscretions that would get you into trouble. Um, uh, arriving late, uh, wearing the wrong gear. Yep. Um, uh, giving away a 50-metre penalty, getting reported. Um, now, I happened to get reported, which was sort of... Uh, well, it was a bit ridiculous, to be honest with you. But anyway, it happened. Now, one of the... Um, one of the things on the board, you know, there was various things like uh, uh, donate $50. You, 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 there were penalties on the board. One of them was to go up the main street of Wangaratta on a Friday afternoon, which you could imagine what that's like. Yep. In your full Rovers kit and sing the song. Oh, jeez. And I was lucky enough to spin that up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that whilst, to do it. Obviously, whilst, it or... wasn't a, whilst it wasn't a supporter request, uh, or a request by the club. I did have to do it, and I did do it. Um, oh. And it was probably, you know what I'm like. I, I don't get embarrassed easily, but that was the yeah. most embarrassing moment of my life, I reckon.
0: Is there any video footage of that circulating that we might be able to get for our website th- or for the Facebook page?
1: I think there might. Be. I reckon someone did tape it. Um, I'm not sure who... The, oh, there was there was any number of phones going. I'm, I'm pretty sure someone did, so... Yeah, we might send it out there. It may have been destroyed. It was It was a few years ago now. So, um, yeah, but that that was a fairly embarrassing sort of moment. I was captain of the club too, so that added to the um, embarrassment <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, it's just promoting the club, I suppose. It <laughs> falls under. Yeah, whilst being out suspended. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine how I felt. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's taken
0: it a bit too far.
1: It's no walking next to Granny, mate, but it's a best of call. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: nah, it pales in this insignificance, but we um, really appreciate that you've come up with it. Mm. Now, just to finish the show off, we had um, uh, a question written in this week uh, okay. from Ian P. from Wangaratta.
1: Ah, good friend of the show.
0: Yeah, he is. He's, I don't know if he's fully detached himself from the Chili Dippers, but he's a he was a Chili Dippers man to start with. And,
1: is he um, starting to veer this way a little bit fixed, you
0: think? He is. He gave me some good feedback on the Rob Walker um, yep. interview, and uh, I reckon we can nearly prize him away yeah. from uh, their clutches if we, if we look after him, which we have here by reading out his question. <laughs> uh, and the question was, um, he sent me a basketball link with uh, players that had changed the game, and Wanted to know our opinions on uh, both football and cricket players that have changed the game uh, in our time.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, in, well, in, let's. We'll start with cricket, shall we? Um, there's, yep. There's two obvious ones that stand out. Um, I think we're probably on the same page with that. Um, the 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 big one for me, and it's Adam Gilchrist. I think changed the game of cricket. Yep. Yep. Uh, changed the game for wicket keepers, anyway. Yeah. Um. In terms of you know that, uh, the the absolute, um, manic batting that he had uh, yep. it was almost secondary to how he kept. But he was, he was a quite a neat. He was a neat enough keeper, Gilchrist. Not not a technician by any means, but Tidy. Um. It was it, it was it demanded the way he played from then on. It demanded the um, the incoming keeper had to be a, a game changer uh, coming in at number seven. Effectively, didn't he?
0: Yep. Yeah, the speedy bat of that, um, well, it, it did win a lot of games, but it also took wins away from the opposition. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, that for a session, session and a half, and it went from that side being able to win the game to the best they could do was draw it. And, and from that launching pad, a lot of the times we ended up winning games on the back of that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, SK Warren was the other one, I'm presuming.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You... <laughs> well, I mean, how... It could be it can be measured by how many kids took up leg leg spin bowling after yep. started to rule the world morning. Yep, and changed the way they
0: spinners were used uh, in a way into weapons and um, yep. because he was he was a stri- he was even though he wasn't a paceman he was a strike bowler. Yeah, that often got thrown the ball in um, situations where you never thought a leg spinner would be bowling.
1: Yeah, um, and just the whole way he did it too. Um, in terms of uh, the, the rock star that he became, and um, just the character that he he, he brought to the, to the game, of, which can be sometimes viewed as, as boring, um, Warnie yep. brought it to life. So yep. cricket's got a lot to thank Warnie for, I reckon.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, I um totally agree with that. I, they were the two I had from cricket.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're the, they're the two main ones. And from footy, fix. I'm there's a few. Different sort of criterias for this one. I, I'd I'd like to throw forward um, Buddy Franklin for me. I think he's changed the way um, athletes, all, all the requirement of athletes to play AFL footy.
0: Yeah, well, I had for mine. I went back a bit further. I had Cuda. Yeah, in terms
1: yeah. of that big yep.
0: big big body midfield um, that basically changed. Uh, for several years that everyone was looking for that next Cuda-type player, even though uh, he only had a couple... I think he had a couple of real, real good years there. Um, But that sort of changed where clubs were just looking for, you know, six for three, six for four blacks that could go through the middle to now they're just a common occurrence. Yeah,
1: and and if you look at it on the flip side, um, what clubs now are having to look... Let's take uh, Lance Franklin, for instance, uh, and key forwards... Opposition clubs now have to recruit 200 centimeter guys who are defenders, yeah, who are athletes to defend these blokes. So, yep. you know, you're not looking for the next land tracker, you're looking for the next guy who can play on those sort of guys. So, yeah, it has, place place.
0: It. it has changed. It has changed that a lot of people forget that they're looking for the next key forward. But for every one of those key, big power key forwards, you need a big power key defender to actually play on them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah,
0: so they were. I, I, I took a um a different view for one was the hawthorne two thousand and eight Premiership side. They actually changed the game in terms of changing the rule with the rush behinds
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a but, um, from a team perspective that's a, that's an interesting one and and well I don't know whether you're about to mention it, but you look at um the sydney uh the way sydney played yeah um that they could you know the way they they flooded and and certainly got numbers back and and just made it a, a bit of a scrum, I suppose. With, you know, without, with, for want of the better term. Um, yeah, yeah. I think um,
0: footy's probably to a lesser degree, but definitely the two cricket ones are, are definitely uh, pretty easy choices.
1: Yep, absolutely. Good question, Ian.
0: Yep. Hopefully, we can get him on board. Um, um, did you have anything else that you wanted to? bring
1: up roscoe uh, that's it for me mate it's um again great to uh to get back on the back on the horse as far as the podcast goes and um yeah just to reiterate what you said about our, our footing tipping comp and, and all those sort of things uh, yep. we're looking forward yep. to uh, a good bit of interaction from all the listeners out there and thanks thanks for following us yep
0: get a part of it and um hopefully we'll have some fun we'll get some good prizes um as i said we'll start releasing them each week, the people that we've selected for the footy tipping comp, and um, it should be good.
1: Looking forward to it, mate.
0: All right, mate. Well, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you next week. We've got a slight uh, career change at the moment with work, but we'll slot in a uh, spot and let the let the uh, listeners know we might have a slight change of when we release our pod, but it'll still be out every week, and um, we look forward to everyone joining us.
1: We'll continue to give them what they want, mate.
0: That's exactly what we're all about. All right, mate, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you during the week. Get on your fix. All right, see you, buddy.
1: Over and out.